We're going to get now into our list, our QB tier list. We Sam and I have made a, a bracket on Tier Maker, and we've kind of got some of our, our spots here. I think we have seven categories, if I'm not mistaken. We'll go through now, and here are some of the categories. Our very top category is goaded, greatest of all time players. Uh, we're looking at every player by their career for teams that have a clear cut starter or teams that are in a quarterback battle like Chicago that we mentioned will have Nick Foles as well as Mitch Trubisky on this list. So teams that have two quarterbacks that they're kind of on the fence about. Under the underneath goaded, we have Canton Hopefuls, players that could potentially make it into the Hall of Fame if if they have the right case or the right year potentially or people that are on track to make the Hall of Fame even. Uh, we have above-average quarterbacks, 8-8, eight and eight, nothing great. That's kind of our middle-of-the-road type players. We have our below average, and then our very bottom barrel tier before we get into our last one is our, our, our worst, the, the bottom barrel hot trash team players might be legally blind. That's <laughs> kind of where we have that list right now. And then the bottom one, this is one for a very select few. We have too early or not enough experience in this position. I think a, a couple of the rookies could be in this situation. I know for a fact Drew Locke is probably going to be in there for both of us just because we like what we've seen so far from that Denver quarterback, but... It's a little too soon, a very small sample size to see what he's actually able to do. So we'll kind of go now. We'll go division by division. We'll start with the AFC before we go into the NFC, and we'll take a break in between. But for the AFC, we'll start with the AFC East and the New England Patriots. There's two quarterbacks there in New England fighting for that starting spot right now. Right now it's Brian Hoyer as well as Jared Stidham. So, Sam, who do you have? You can go either way first, but who do you have in those categories? Well, Obviously, for Jared Stidham, he hasn't really played at all in the NFL, being behind Tom Brady. Now that Tom Brady's gone, I think he's going to be the starter. So, obviously, for him, it's too early to tell. If they go to Brian Hoyer, I think that's our first might be legally blind. Uh, He's not too great, wasn't great with the uh, Cleveland Browns, and has kind of bounced around the league. He was with New England for a while as Brady's backup, and then he went to... uh, Indianapolis last year as Jacoby Brissett's backup. So I think there's our first might be legally blind. And see, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Hoyer in that. I would put Hoyer in below average. He's not terrible. He's gonna get you a couple of wins. He's he's not gonna do something spectacular, though. He's not gonna take you anywhere near playoff contention, but with that team and that defense, who knows? They could they could win definitely a couple of games. That's where I'd put Hoyer in the below average and and I agree with you for Stidham. It's too early. We haven't seen any of him play other than preseason. It's not really even worth going too far in depth about that. And for the Bills, Josh Allen. I, I liked where you were saying earlier before we before we were at break, and I think I think I'm curious to see where you'll put Josh Allen now. So right now, and Josh Allen definitely has the ability to jump on this list. But right now, I have him at eight and eight. Nothing great. He's he's a good stable quarterback but he hasn't really one he hasn't had the weapons around him to show off his talent but also he he needs to fix his inconsistency uh abilities he's not you know you see a lot of times he'll miss open receivers and you know throw some bad passes but he's not a bad quarterback at all he took the buffalo bills to a playoff you know he took him to the playoffs last year so Josh Allen, definitely, I think probably if we're talking about this at the end of next year, he's probably going to be on above average. But as of right now, he's on 8-8, eight and eight, nothing great for me. I like the gamble of Josh Allen. I'll put him in the above average for now. I think getting to the playoffs <laughs> is huge. Obviously, it was a lot more on your defense than the offense. There was a lot of times when the Bills couldn't score and Josh Allen couldn't really move the ball that much. He'd end games with like 150 passing yards. But 
they'd win the game regardless. He'd get you the spot to be in the position to win the games and to go into the playoffs. And I think now that division is the Bills to lose. But for Josh Allen, this is a make or break year for him. I'm putting him in that above average because I am going to assume with Stephon Diggs now on the Bills, I think he's going to help help his play. Like you said, he has, has never really had any one target that they're like, this is a great receiver. He's going to work well. John Brown hasn't been great. John Brown is a good receiver in the NFL, just not a number one receiver. He's, yeah, he's not going to go out there and win you 50-50 balls more than 50% of the time. But Josh Allen, I like what I've seen from him so far. I'm curious to see more, but I'll take the gamble. <clears throat> I'll put him in the above average for now. I think that's where I'll put him. And Sam Darnold, our next guy here for the New York Jets. And where are you going to put Sam Darnold? I'm going to be honest, I'm going to put Sam Darnold, I don't know, I'm debating between too early and 8-8, eight and eight, nothing great. Um, you know, since he's in the same class as Josh Allen, I'll put him at 8-8, eight and eight, nothing great. But he's a little bit below Josh Allen because, like, obviously he had the mono last year and, you know, he, he had the rookie year. But he's not great right now. He had Le'Veon Bell with him and, you know, he doesn't have very many receiving options uh, with the Jets. But... He's not a bad quarterback by any means. He's, you know, he's once he gets some weapons around him other than Le'Veon Bell, I think he will start start to improve. But as of right now, he's kind of the same t- he's same tier as Josh Allen at eight and eight, nothing great. I think I've seen enough of Sam Darnold <clears throat> to kind of be able to place him in a category and. I'm not going to be harsh enough to put him in the legally blind category just because Sam Darnold, even though he had the ghost scare in New England, he thought he was seeing ghosts. But I'm going to put him in below average. I didn't really like what I've seen from him so far. He he can make an occasional good throw, win you a couple of games, but I'm not betting on them coming into the playoffs anytime soon. And even with Le'Veon Bell and Robbie Anderson. And Robbie Anderson. Well, they don't have Robbie Anderson anymore. anymore. I was saying previously when he had Robbie Anderson, he didn't yeah. look great. So... It'll be interesting to see moving forward. I think Darnold probably goes even lower than that. I don't. If there was a tier in between below average and and hot trash, I would put him in there probably recycling maybe. That's where I would probably put Sam Darnold actually. But below average is a good spot for him in, in my list. I think that's a good spot for him. We've seen enough to kind of make a judgment. He's not really a rookie. He's not a first year player. I think he's I think he's in his third year. This will be his third year. This will I think this will be his third year. This I was gonna say at least this will be his third year. I know for a fact that, but <clears throat> we'll see moving forward. There's not really a whole lot with Sam Darnold. Interesting though. And the last one out of the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins. I think this is where we'll get two and we'll place two of them in here. Um just because we'll have obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick who ended the season as their as a quarterback, but I'm pretty sure Josh Rosen as well Josh is, Rosen. is one of their guys on roster. So we'll go ahead and we'll place both of them there. For me, I'll start with Rosen. Rosen's below average. Not really going to win you too many games, but he'll win a couple. He'll win a couple. Nothing nothing too spectacular, though. And then for Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'll put him in the 8-8. Eight and eight. Nothing great. He'll win you. He'll go about 500 if, if given the right roster. He's, he's shown that he can do that before when he was in Tampa Bay and – the journeyman will go in and win you a couple games, but he's not going to be a franchise cornerstone of the team, and he's not going to be the guy that you build around for years to come. He's going to show up. He's going to get done with the pieces that are there, and I wish you could see the picture that they have here for well, Ryan his picture, Fitzpatrick. His picture should be put in goaded because you know it's when he stole Deshaun Jackson's uh, style. But for me, I'm going to put Ryan Fitzpatrick in the below average because 
if it was a few years ago, he's getting up there in age. If it was a few years ago, maybe it was at the Jets, um, I would put him in eight and eight, nothing great. But now he's kind of deteriorated. He's you know not not the same player. He never was a great quarterback, but he was you know, he's a serviceable quarterback. He's kind of getting to that part where it's it's close to being the end of the road for him. For Josh Rosen, for me. I'm going to put him in the might be legally blind category. I haven't liked anything I've seen from Josh Rosen, and I know he had a difficult <clears throat> roster in Miami to work with, but still, you know, in Arizona in his time, you know, he had Larry Fitzgerald, not much there, but, you know, uh, I haven't liked anything I've seen out of Josh Rosen. I really didn't like him coming out of college, uh, and, you know, he's kind of proven me right by not being a very good quarterback, so... Josh Rosen might be legally blind. So that wraps up the AFC East. We'll now move to the AFC North, and we'll start. We'll go from the bottom up this time. Instead of talking about the team that won the division, we'll talk about the team that lost the division, Cincinnati Bengals. And for the time being, I don't know if they still have. I don't think they have Andy Dalton on roster anymore. Do they still? I think so. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Put him in the legally blind. Doesn't matter. I think we can both agree on that, potentially. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's legally blind. Uh, And, I mean... If we're talking about Joe Burrow, it's too early to tell for him. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna try and include the rookies because we would have put two Tago Vailola and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to. I, I, I say Joe them. Burrow because that's really the only quarterback where we know that's is gonna set go. in stone. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree with that though. Joe Burrow would definitely be putting the n- not enough experience to see the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield. Where are you gonna put Baker right now? Baker, put him at eight and eight and nothing great. Baker. He has the tools to be above average right now. Obviously, he's nowhere near Canton hopeful or goaded, but he's he's got he's got the weapons and you know he he does have the ability to be above average quarterback. We saw that in his first year. He was not you know he's not terrible at all for a rookie, and he took a big step down this past season. And you know, we'll wait and see what this year entails. But right now, for me, he's eight and eight, nothing great. I really like what you said. With you, ha- he has the tools to be an above average but he hasn't done it and I think that's exactly where I'm at I'm also putting him in eight and eight nothing great just because I would like to see moving forward if he's able to kind of finally break that Cleveland Browns curse and I liked Baker Mayfield coming in from college and I liked everything that he's he's very I wouldn't say aggressive but he's very passionate about winning games and he just hasn't been able to hit that stride yet and Eight and eight, nothing great. He's got the tools to be above average, like you said. And moving forward, we'll see what happens. Pittsburgh Steelers. This one we'll get into. We'll talk more because there's two guys that come to mind. Obviously, Big Ben, and he missed part of the season there. But so we'll do Big Ben, and then we'll also throw in Duck Hodges, just because he was there a lot. I don't really think we need to go uh, into the other guys that they had in as well either. Mason Rudolph. We can try and we can get Mason Rudolph. I think we might just think- clump. Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph together just because I think they personally are at the same level. Well, Mason Rudolph for a while was undefeated, but um, I'm going to put him, I'm gonna put Duck Hodges just because he's a fourth string quarterback and it's a too early and you know not have enough experience and he's probably not going to be a starting quarterback anywhere. For Mason Rudolph, I think he might be legally blind because he was not good, not very good with the Steelers. I think it was the defense that was carrying them and to- Mike Tomlin did a great job with that team. But Mason Rudolph himself did not have a great year, you know, because he was replaced by a four-string quarterback. I believe most of those wins came from Doug Hodges. And also Ben Roethlisberger, since we're going by career, he's in the goaded category for me because, you know, he's 
won, I believe, two Super Bowls, uh, I think. He's won a he's, couple. He's won two Super Bowls, the one against the Seahawks and the one against the Cardinals. And uh, so for that, you know, he's up there in yards and touchdowns and all that. So for me, Ben Roethlisberger is the first one in goaded. For me, you, you kind of talked about those guys earlier. I also have Mason Rudolph in the Might Be Legally Blind. Duck Hodges, I have him below average. I have him ranked higher than Mason Rudolph just for the same reason that Pittsburgh swapped the two of those guys out. Ben Roethlisberger for me is an interesting one. I have him in Canton hopeful. Not necessarily that he's going to be hoping to get into Canton because he will. Ben Roethlisberger will get into Canton, but I don't have him good enough to be into Godin. He'll be a great quarterback, don't get me wrong, but he's not going to be on anybody's top five list. He's not going to yeah. be – he'll probably be in a top ten list, but Ben just, Roethlisberger, on the outside looking, you're yeah. not wrong to say that because yeah. I definitely have him on the upper echelon of Canton Hopeful. Yeah, just the reason why I didn't put him in Canton Hopeful is because I, I know he's going into Canton. So Exactly. So the last team in the AFC North, the team that won the AFC North, Baltimore Ravens along with Lamar Jackson. Where are you going to put Lamar? And Lamar is going – into Canton hopeful for me because you know he won the MVP he was so good last year if he can keep this up and keep being as dominant as he was last year obviously he's got some work to do in the playoffs but if he keeps going the way he's going I think he's got a shot at Canton okay hear me out you're gonna hate me for this you're gonna hate me for this but I'm gonna back it up pretty well Lamar Jackson and just above average He's a, I mean, he's I a, can see that. Just because I'm taking the same risk that I took as Josh Allen, I'm putting them both in the same category and in, in, in the above average. And for Josh Allen, it was a risk because I assume he's going to do better. For Lamar Jackson, I'm going to assume that eventually teams will kind of negate what he's been able to do. And don't get me wrong, he's one hell of an athlete. He's able to do so much running and throwing, and he's got so many different options that he can choose from. But you had 12 Pro Bowlers on that same team. Yeah. Yes, you were the MVP of the season, but at the same time, if Patrick Mahomes would have played the whole year, he probably would have won back-to-back. I think there's a good chance of him winning back-to-back if he doesn't miss three or four games. So for Lamar Jackson, I have you in just above average because I assume the same thing that happened with Colin Kaepernick. Teams are going to kind of look out for you. And Read options aren't going to be nearly as crazy, and, and Cam s- Newton in the same similar situation. And also, same thing with the the backup quarterback for – for Lamar Jackson, you know, RG3. Yes, mm-hmm. there was the injury. Exactly. There was the there was the injury problems with RG3, but also teams caught on to what he was doing. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's a really good thing to keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. Probably I would I would assume he's one of the best of those guys that we've seen that are dual threat capabilities. RG3 I think won that rookie of the year that year over Andrew Luck and Yes, he, that was about all he mounted out to, did the same kind of thing in the playoffs. He fizzled out, obviously, with the ACL injury. is a different situation than Lamar Jackson, but that's kind of where that shapes out. The AFC South and then the AFC West are the last two AFCs that we're going to go through. We'll start with Houston, Deshaun Watson. I'm going to put Deshaun Watson in a Canton hopeful spot. I've liked what I've seen from him the last couple of years, and I think if he didn't have that ACL injury, it could have been worse. Moving forward, predicting into the future, he probably will have a down year just because DeAndre Hopkins is gone, but I think Deshaun Watson still has enough to kind of get it done through the air. He's not really as much relying on his mobility, and I think that's huge for, for Deshaun Watson. And he can rely on his mobility if he wants to, but he really doesn't. He he uh, you know He's going to take a step down because of DeAndre Hopkins leaving. And uh, just to get this out, I, I also have him in Canton hopeful. Uh, so 
I th- but also he's got some weapons on that team still. You know, he still has. Um, I'm blanking on the name. I believe Will Fuller is the other yeah. receiver for the Tets. And so Will Fuller, I believe they also have Kenny Stills, who's a little bit older, but still a reliable slot receiver for the Houston Texans. So definitely Deshaun Watson, if he keeps the way he's going, he's definitely going to be a Canton hopeful. I think he's not it's, – it's hard to say just Canton hopeful because in within that ranking, I would put him below Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. But I still have him in that same ranking, so it's that's kind of just where I sit. Titans, Ryan Tannehill, and we'll also go ahead and do Marcus Mariota, even though there's really not. I guess actually we won't because he's well, not he's, even there anymore. Never mind. He's in Oakland. Scratch that. We'll we'll save that one for Oakland. So Ryan Tannehill, I'm gonna put him in terms of career wise, eight and eight, nothing great. He had a lot of help this year. Derrick Henry, Deion, Deion Lewis as well. Those guys really took the brunt of what he was needing to do, and against the Chiefs in the playoffs. He didn't even throw for like 100 yards. Or no, it was in the regular season. He didn't throw for like 100 yards until the very end of that game. Yeah, for me, obviously if you're going off last season, he's above average. He did great last season with the Titans. But for his career, you know, he had health injuries and he didn't have a great roster in Miami around him. So 8-8, eight and eight, nothing great's a perfect place to put him. And, you know, he, he, he could with a strong uh, season next year, he – he could probably definitely go into the above-average category. I think that's potential if he, if he can repeat what he did this year and even make that push. I think if they didn't, if they were bounced in the wild card round, I think everybody would pretty much put him at nothing great, nothing kind of just middle of the road. But because they took out the Baltimore Ravens and because they took out Tom Brady and the Patriots, I think that kind of just puts him a little bit higher. And for Tannehill, that's that's huge and, for his career. And they did play the Chiefs tough. They did. So they, it was they, not a blowout by any means. So for those reasons, you know, Tannehill, before going into last year, you could maybe put him below average, might be legally blind, you never. Know, but since he's made that jump, he's up to eight and eight, nothing great. For the Colts, we'll go with two again just because – We've got Jacoby Brissett, even though he's not fighting for a starting spot on that team, I wouldn't think, because they brought in Phillip Rivers. I'll go ahead and spoil it. I'll have Phillip Rivers in my Canton hopeful spot. He's going to get into Canton. I just don't have him enough, high enough in there to put him in goaded. He's not a top-five quarterback in the NFL. He's just good. He's good enough to get in. For Jacoby Brissett, 8-8, eh, eight and eight, nothing great. He's good, but he's not good enough to be above average. I wouldn't I wouldn't be scared of him if I was going into a game. Obviously, I would, but if I was any of the team that's on a wild card playoff game, I wouldn't be too scared of Jacoby Brissett like I would be of some of the other people that I put into the above average. Uh, um, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, I'd be more scared of those guys than Jacoby Brissett. That's why I have him in 8-8. Eight and eight, Nothing too great. Yeah, for me, uh, I think you could put – Philip Rivers. Obviously, you could put Philip Rivers into Goated because you know he could. He's probably going to make Canton. But for me, just looking at his career, he's had a heck of a career, and you know he's been one of the best quarterbacks of you know our lifetime because he's been in the league so long. Uh, but he's never won a Super Bowl, and you know he's kind of tapered off now. But Canton hopeful definitely, and he's probably going to get in there. But uh, still, it's, you know they, there is. A lit- it's not a strong argument, but there is still a little bit of an argument to make for maybe not putting Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame. Exactly, and that's why I have him in the hopeful. I think he will get in, but not having a ring is something that 
that a lot of the teams, obviously Dan Marino was an outlier just because he played so much better than everybody else at his time frame. Phillip Rivers had the opportunity to get in there. LaDainian Tomlinson, he's had plenty of weapons. That Chargers team now looks really scary, and I wouldn't want to play that Chargers team if if they have the right guy and Phillip Rivers just a little bit past his prime whenever they started to get all those weapons, and it'll be interesting to see moving forward when we talk about them. The Jaguars, though, got rid of Nick Foles. They're on to Gardner Minshew now from the time for the time being, unless they pull in someone else. I heard Cam Newton was potentially getting looked at to be brought in, but they didn't pull the trigger on anything there. So for Gardner Minshew, I think it's too early. Not enough experience. He only had a small sample size of him. And I think that's kind of why I made this that specific category for Gardner Minshew and players like him where he didn't really get a whole lot of time to shine. He's a fan favorite. But for me, too early. Can't really tell too much. Minshew mania will be running wild in Jacksonville next year. and uh, But for me, same. Gardner Minshew, it's too, too early. We only had those few games that he was the starter um, he looked good. He looked, you know, he didn't look terrible, but um, still way too early to tell. In the last AFC team, before we take a break here on day-to-day picks, we'll go with the AFC West, and we'll go back to front again. So we'll start with the Los Angeles Chargers, five and eleven last year. They had Philip Rivers. This year they'll have Tyrod Taylor, and I think that for now at least they'll have Tyrod Taylor. They might draft a guy, but we're not going to worry too much about that. I think Tyrod Taylor. 8-8, eight eight, nothing great, but he's on the cusp of being below average. He had one really good year where he was playing in Buffalo, but when he went to Cleveland, he didn't play too well. Obviously, he had some concussion issues and lost the starting job. But Tyrod Taylor, I really haven't been too impressed with anything that he's really done. But that one year gives me enough to say 8-8, eight and eight, nothing too great. Don't expect too much if he's your starting quarterback rolling into week one. Yeah, I took the Buffalo to, you know, their first playoff appearance in a le- long time, very long time. But, you know, it's, that's really the only, you know, kind of thing he has going for him. And 8-8, eight and eight, nothing great's the perfect spot for him. And definitely have to look at this upcoming year uh, to see like, the, where he actually stands because, you know, right now he's at that 8-8, eight and eight, nothing great. The next team in the AFC West is a quarterback battle, Oakland Raiders. We'll talk two guys, Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. Derek Carr for me. I'll put him in below average, but the one year he had where he just went ballistic and was part was in the conversation for the MVP, that's the only thing keeping him above might be legally blind just because I haven't seen too much from him to to warrant him being 8-8, eight and eight, nothing great, because I think he's only had one year where they were above 500, if I'm not mistaken, where he's been at the helm. And for Marcus Mariota, similar situation. He's a below average quarterback. He's had some decent years, but he really hasn't had the opportunity to shine where he hasn't been fully healthy. He's been hurt for a lot of the time that he's been there and when he was in Tennessee and really hasn't been able to kind of showcase his true potential. I think the ceiling for him is eight and eight, nothing great for Marcus Mariota, but he hasn't been healthy enough to prove that for Derek Carr below average, possibly on that might be legally blind aside from that one season. Yeah, I have both of them in the below average rankings. I think Mariota, you know, hasn't one hasn't really had the team before this year. The Titans weren't very good, and Derek Carr, uh, you know, aside from the one year he was very good in the MVP conversation, he's not been great at all. And I think I agree with you. If it's not for that one year, he might be legally blind. And it's it's really close for Marcus Mariota too because. You know, if he wouldn't have had those injuries, I think he'd also be in the might be legally blind. But since, you know, he's had opportunities taken away from him due to injuries, he's in that below average with Derek Carr. And for the Broncos, 
We'll go ahead and we'll just talk Drew Locke because they released Joe Flacco. So we'll talk about Joe Flacco at the very end when we go into some of the free agent guys. For Drew Locke, it's too early to tell for me. I think Sam's in the same similar situation. Too early. is The small sample size, like we said earlier, we liked what we saw, but we haven't really been able to see too much. I think there, there's a good ceiling for him, but there's also a low basement, if that makes sense. If, if he plays really well, obviously he's going to be really high up on the list, but the adverse effect of that, I know that's very just plain talk right there. That's coach speak, but if he plays really well, I could see him being really high up on the list because he's still young enough to where he's got a couple of weapons he can make do with some type of offense and having Melvin Gordon on this team for him is going to be huge moving forward. Yeah, not only Melvin Gordon, you know, he can catch the ball, but still he's going to take a lot of pressure off Drew Locke because he can run the ball very well too. So, you know, this uh, obviously this upcoming season is going to mean a lot for Drew Locke and, you know, where he'd fall on this list next year and you know, obviously our personal biases with Drew Locke and Mizzou probably feels like we maybe want to put him up into goaded already, but no, <laughs> gotta, gotta wait. <laughs> you know, he is, so we'll see if he can have a better career than a lot of Mizzou quarterbacks because, you know, we talk about Chase Daniel, the, the best uh, backup quarterback, but M- Mizzou quarterbacks, they've done great in college, haven't really translated the NFL that well. So we'll see what Drew Locke can do. The only ones from the last couple of years I can think of, Blaine Gabbard obviously comes to mind, along with Chase Daniels, Drew Locke, and then blanking on the other guy. There was one other guy that that I think made a push into the NFL, but talking about Franklin. No, I I, I don't think he ever had a he chance. Didn't even CFL. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he ever had a chance to come in. I thought the, I thought there was one other guy, but I could be wrong. I don't think Matty Mock ever came into the NFL though. No, sadly. That would have been fun to watch. But the last AFC West team to talk about, the Kansas City Chiefs, went 12-4 and last year with Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to jump the gun on it. I'm going to put him in Canton Hopeful. I think he's very strong. I think we'll put him above Ben Roethlisberger in the last couple of years. Career-wise, Ben Roethlisberger's got a much better resume than Patrick Mahomes does with two Super Bowls. But Patrick Mahomes, if he retired tomorrow, he would probably get into the Hall of Fame in terms of just what he's been able to do so far. But career-wise, there's a lot of better players that have had better careers, but he's on track to definitely get put into goaded. I think that's where his ceiling is. But for now, Canton Hopeful, I'm not going to jump the gun too much on him. Well, I'm going to jump the gun. I'm going to. I mean, it's just because he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And like I look at the, I look at, I put Ben Roethlisberger up into goaded. Patrick Holmes is way better than Ben Roethlisberger ever was, even when he was in his prime. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I can't put the number one QB in the NFL right now. I know we're going off career, but still he's had a heck of a career already. Um, so just given his numbers already, and he's also won a Super Bowl, and I'm looking at all these guys, I'm like, yeah, he's so much better than every single one of these guys that I can't not put him in goaded. So Patrick Mahomes in goaded. So that was our tier list for the AFC side of the NFL. 